Welcome to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. This is your host, John Hewlin, and you are listening to part two of my conversation with Jordan Mendoza. Jordan is the founder and CEO of Blaze Your Own Trail Consulting. He's a speaker. He's a host of the Blaze Your Own Trail Podcast. He's an author. He's a LinkedIn coach. He does so many tremendous things, and I can't wait for you guys to hear the rest of my conversation with him. If you haven't heard part one, hit pause on this one, go back to part one, check that out first, and then come back to this one. You'll be glad you did. Thanks so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Life is all about relationships and great leaders heavily invest in those relationships. On the Relationships and Revenue Podcast, we talk about how to improve our most significant relationships at home so we can be better in our business relationships. We talk with experts from all over the world representing many disciplines about the best tips and strategies to become amazing people and amazing leaders. Welcome to the show. I like to add, also do what's called active listening. So that's when you're not only listening to the words, but you're actually taking notes so that you can repeat it afterwards, right? Because if you could mm-hmm. repeat it back, that even shows them that you are not only listening, but you care about what, they're, what they have to say. That's right. In fact, folks, I don't know if you remember my guest, Heather Younger on the show, her most recent book, which came out last year, was on that very topic about active listening. It's actually called The Art of Active Listening is the name of the book. I'll put a link in the show notes for you guys to grab a hold of that book again. Um, oh, and the other thing, I talked sales, marketing. Marketing is just storytelling. And honestly, Jordan, the reason I think most people don't get marketing is because they tell the wrong story. Yeah, most companies are trying to tell their own story. That's not what people want to hear. Not initially. Yeah. If I'm coming to somebody, if I'm coming to a company, that means I have a problem of some kind. And I think you might, might be able to help me. I don't know that for sure. But what will help sway me or what might get me to move further along that sales process is to hear stories of people your company has helped. Yep. Those are the stories I care about initially. So if we're telling those kinds of stories in our businesses, people are more likely to at least engage in the conversation. I'm not saying they're going to buy, but they'll at least listen. Yep. Yeah, it's going to give you more credibility to hear it from a third party, right? That's, that's why I encourage every client of mine to, they should have a system and process in their business that any touch point they have with the, uh, with the client or anyone they serve, that they have a process that before they exit, that they have a client experience testimonial video as part of their process because mm. that feedback is powerful and that's something that will continue to serve your business day in and day out, meaning, you know, they, they had the great experience, they're giving their honest feedback. And if it's positive, the chances of you gaining more clients because of that, uh, they go up exponentially. Sure. What would you say differentiates you as a coach from other coaches out there? Um, well, A, you know, I'm a practitioner, meaning I'm, I'm never going to ask anyone that I'm coaching to do something that I'm not doing already. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be that person that's actively doing the things because you mm-hmm. can't, how do you expect people to follow you if they can't follow your lead? So I want to see them to see me leading. 
Uh, the other thing is that, you know, I'm going to shoot them straight. Um, like every time um, if it's, if it's like, Hey, like, don't do this. I'm just going to be upfront and say, Hey, if it were my business, I would not do that. Or, Hey, if it were my business, this is what I would do. So I'm going to give them, um, the advice that I would give myself, which is super important. And then accountability, you know, I'm going to make sure that they're actually moving the needle and that's not, it's not a fun job for anybody to have to hold people accountable. But I can tell you as humans, we need it. We need somebody that's in our corner, that's there saying, hey, great job, you know, keep it up. And so just that not only accountability person, but the person that's going to be uh, encouraging you and, and edifying you and telling you, mm-hmm. hey, that you are moving the needle in the right way. That's important as well to have that positive person in your life. And that's what I think a lot of my clients like is that, you know, they're always going to get um, the best me um, when they're spending time with me, whether that's in a group setting or if it's in a one-on-one setting, and they're always going to get the advice that I would give myself. Gotcha. Okay. You know, something that I say often in the, uh, in the short videos that I create, uh, I don't do them every day, but I probably do them three or four times a week. I will, I will remind folks, it's like, hey, tell me what's going on in your lives. Let me know how I can help, how I can serve, how I can encourage, how I can pray for, and occasionally give you the swift kick in the rear that you need. I include that one in there too, because that is important. That's part of that accountability that you're talking about, because always constantly being positive. And I'm not, and I'm not denigrating positivity at all. I'm not. Yep. But I don't know one single person that every moment of every day is constantly filled with positivity. I just don't. Now, we always have a choice in how we react to the things that come along. Um, yeah. In fact, and I'd, you know, for those who listen with regularity, you can just kind of tune me out for a moment. This is something I've said many times before. Um, you know, I hear a lot of other coaches, some speakers, but, but more coaches than anything, they talk about um, happiness and how important being happy in your life is. Um, that's actually not something I tell people. Uh, because most people don't actually know what the root is of happiness. The root of happiness is actually happenstance, which means it's based upon what's happening to me at the time. So I can feel elated if things are good, but if things aren't, I don't feel good. Now, do you think of that view of happiness or happenstance versus joy, on the other hand? Joy is an active choice to be enthusiastically engaged regardless of the circumstances. It's good. Not exactly sure how that completely applies, but it does apply in the coaching area. You know, because I know that you've dealt with clients like I have where you're hearing from them and man, things aren't going well. They aren't. And you got to try and help as best you can, you know, but our jobs as coaches is to, is to help and encourage, help point the right direction, ask deep, involved kinds of questions, but hopefully to lead the other person to self-discovery. I mean, because that's what they really need, because I don't know about you, but I never learned anything that anybody just gave to me. I never learned anything that way. I always, digging for myself, that's how I learn. Doing things wrong is how I learn. Yep, 100%. Tell us very, uh, just a little bit uh, before I get into some of the other stuff real quick. Um, tell everybody about your podcast. 
Yeah. So the show is called uh, Blaze Your Own Trail. And, uh, you know, I interview um, people from all around the world that have blazed their own trail in business and life and really walk through their journey to success. And we always start with just taking a rewind back to childhood so we can, you know, Mm. dive into their early years, adolescent, high school, college, and then we get eventually get back to current state. But it's really just diving into the ups, the downs, the lessons, you know, similar to what you're getting out of people, just getting deep context into how they've blazed their trail, you know, because I I think a lot of us resonate with that term trailblazer or blazing a trail. Like, you know, everybody wants to kind of do what no one else is doing. And so (laughs) when when we get to hear those stories and, and I've, you know, had just such an incredible list of people on in the last handful of years, you know, Mark Victor Hansen on the show, mm. uh, one of our mutual connections, Amberly Lago, David Meltzer, mm. you know, Mike C-Rock, you know, some NFL players, authors, just, it's just been an incredible journey, just learning from people. I think that's selfishly what I love about it is I get to learn from other people, right? And then oh, yeah. go take that and apply that to my everyday life. And the success that I've had in my personal and business life because of the experts that I've surrounded myself with is like, you couldn't put a price tag on it. And so, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to check out the show, it's, you know, byotpodcast.com. And you can mm-hmm. find it, of course, on all platforms as well. Sure, sure. Definitely, folks, uh, check that out. He has amazing guests on there with frequency. You know, a decision that I made probably 18 months into this podcast, uh, I changed the direction slightly. It was primarily focused on serving men, but when I discovered that my audience was over 50% women, I needed to change it a little bit. But this was the change that I made, Jordan. I decided that when I was not doing solo episodes, when I was having guests on, I wanted to have people on that I want to talk to. Not that I thought specifically that the audience would want to talk to. And what I soon realized after I made that decision and went that direction was that I was getting more feedback from folks because I think they could tell that, not that I wasn't engaged in the conversations prior to that, I was, but maybe I was a little more engaged, I guess. And I felt like if I was learning something from the guest, that anybody else who was paying attention would learn something as well. So that's it was uh, I, I kind can, of a selfish uh, decision, but that. not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that that is the case, though, right? You're learning in real time. And and also the conversation, it's like a, people get to be a fly on the wall, right? And just hear mm-hmm. this organic, raw conversation between two people that just met, right? And so there's so much magic that can t- typically happen when you have it that way. Right. I mean, never in my life would I have ever dreamed that I would have had a former CIA spy on my show. Never. And I'm like, okay. Oh, and female, by the way. So super cool. Lindsay, by the way, is amazing. Lindsay Moran. This show is, after all, called the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. So we do have to talk about relationships. Not that we haven't been. We kind of have been. But a little more targeted. Now, because, Jordan, I believe that in order for us to be the absolute best we can be in business, it actually starts at home. I want to know what is it that you're doing right now to improve or to make better your relationships at home and what impact do those have on your business? Oh man, uh, there's, there's a ton, you know, I, th- I think that as 
when you're married, there's so many different seasons, you know, there's, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. there's literal seasons, meaning, you know, fall, winter, spring and all of that. And then there's seasons of life and there's seasons, you know, we, we are heavily involved in our church. So we have connect launch seasons and we've got cert, cert seasons where we're serving. And, and so there's so many things going on. And, and I think some of the you know, realizations in me are changes in me because uh, I'm I'm kind of living two different worlds uh, in the, the last three years versus the previous 17, right? I was mm-hmm. in corporate and I was driving, doing a nine to five essentially, but traveling and, and I didn't do a lot of the stuff around the house. Let's just be honest, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was never really around. And then yeah. the last three years that that shifted because I've been <laughs> home and man, responsibilities have increased. And, and let me just ex- tell you, that stuff's not easy. Like, we right. get more arguments about like what wasn't done or was done <laughs> versus, versus anything else. Because again, when you're working and you're building businesses and, you know, this, my main business isn't the only other thing. I'm actually part owner in a company in Belgium and I'm building uh, another new startup we launched last year. So I've got, I've got a lot of irons in the fire. And so mm-hmm. a lot of things where our struggles were, were me not getting daily tasks done around the house. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm probably, you know, a lot of people can relate to this. This is real life. Guys. Sure, man. And so, but so what I've had to do is just kind of take this internalization of, all right, you know what? Like, yes, you did have to work all day, bro. Like, yeah, you, yeah. No one will ever know how many calls you were on and all the stuff that you did. Yes. But there's also a responsibility to do your part when it comes to your home life, you know? And, I'm, mm-hmm. and again, I'm literally self talking myself. And I'm like, okay, well, what would make this sucky dish process that you're about to do better? And so I'm like, okay, let's get some headphones on. Let's put on some, I like Christian hip hop. Like when I'm doing dishes, man, there's nothing like, okay. you know, listening to some Christian hip hop and something that I enjoy hip hop, but it, you know, secular is probably, it's really not the best guys. Like, let's face it, the things that the words and the stuff like that's not very uh, edifying to us. Right. So right. let me put myself in a better headspace and that's helped like that's helped because mm-hmm. now i've built up systems and and habits and so it's getting better and i'm getting fussed at less right and and so but again <laughs> like these are the pivots and adjustments that we have to make and i'll tell you some of this stuff for me is way harder than business stuff the business mm-hmm. stuff is easy i could do this all day long and be fine but it's just like man i've got to do the you know these mundane kind of things that I never had to do because I wasn't around to have to do it. And now Mm -hmm. these are also being put on the plate, you know? So I'm just trying to be super transparent and real and and hopefully other people can relate to to these situations. You know, when you're working from home, like I'm in this house way more often than I would like to be. Right. And less, and less now I'm, you know, in Europe four times a year for that business. But other than that, like what you see, this is my office. This is like my man cave. This is the space, but you know, after a while that can get tough when you're seeing the same, like, all right, I go up and now I'm in my living room and then you're yeah. right. So it, it's, it's that too. So, you know, all these things are adjustments. And for me, I just try to figure out situations or habits. How can I set myself up for success the mm-hmm. most? Because right. I know I'm going to fail. I, I know that there's going to be times when I forget. I know that I'm going to have to hear it, you know, again, about the same thing that I probably already knew about. I already know. I, and I, and so it's just really about giving yourself grace, you know, giving mm-hmm. yourself grace that, you know, it's okay. It's going to happen, but also giving yourself that like, Hey, listen, like you got to be better. 
you know, and mm -hmm. you have to figure out a system to where you can remember this stuff. Because again, yeah. if, if we're asking people around us to change, but we're not willing to do it, mm -hmm. like, come on, you know what I'm saying? So oh, again, yeah. I'm not speaking to myself because these are things, these are the, these are the tough things. And again, I look at them like, man, all the stuff you've been through, like this should not be tough, but for whatever reason, there's this blockage and, and these types of things are the hard part. You know, the parented stuff's these, you know, play with the kids, you know, doing the things, but some of the just stuff that is not really, I'm not wired to do, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's harder, you know? Sure. You know, one of the things that I hear from guys all the time, uh, talking about things that are harder to do or that they're not wired to do is in the area of relating back to their wives emotionally. In fact, th this is my belief, Jordan. I, I believe that God designed every man to pursue. We know how to do it, man. We do. But there is something that happens inside of us. Once we get her, i.e. the wedding day, I, there's like an internal switch right here in the back of our heads that turns off. We stop pursuing. Because it's kind of like that, uh, you go out on that big fishing trip and you get that trophy fish and you're standing there and you take the picture with it. Well, it's like, well, you've accomplished the goal, right? And so that's why I think so many men dive headlong into careers and or hobbies because there's never an end to those. Never. Um, I use this example all the time. It's only because it's not my thing, but uh, golf. Man, there's always a new club, new shoe, new place to play. Always something new with golf. What I encourage men to do is like, all right, let's take some of that energy. Let's refocus it over here where it belongs. Because, Jordan, nobody teaches us as men how to continue to pursue her. That was one of my problems in marriage. I didn't know how to do that. Man, if somebody had taught me how to do that, I might still be married today. Maybe. I mean, there are a lot of other factors that went into it, but that certainly was one. But getting back to that issue about, you know, feelings, emotions, that kind of thing, where most men are at a minimum not comfortable with it let alone some just balk at the idea of doing that. And what I try to remind men, it's like, look, that kind of thing for your wives, that is their relational oxygen. And when we don't give that to them, we're actually killing them. And I'd, I say that vividly for a reason, because unfortunately, that's what it takes for most of us as men. We need something that visceral to think of. And it's like, oh, I'm actually choking her to death when I don't give her what she needs that way. And you, you mentioned this actually in a different context earlier in our conversation, and I'm going to bring it up here. If I was going to a guy and he was working for me, it's like, look, we've got a new direction as a company, and I want you here with me. I do. But in order to do that, I've got a new skill set that you have to learn, and you got to have it done in this amount of time. And if you don't, I have to let you go. But I don't want to. Your relationship with your wife is infinitely more important than that job and that skill set. The most important skill set you'll ever have is relating to your wife. Because although children are important, they're on loan from God for a short amount of time. Very short amount of time. And then they're gone. Hopefully that's not the case with your spouse. And so do the thing, actually do one of the best things you can ever do for your kids is invest in your relationship with your wife. Because that'll impact them forever. So I digress. I'll step off my soapbox now. <laughs> um, no, it's good. 
because it's nah, that's all a, that's, that's a good that stuff's important to me. Man, I, mean, I am the most pro marriage divorce guy you'll ever meet. <laughs> truly, truly, I am. Yep. It's, there's, I've never thought there was anything wrong with the institution of marriage. She and I just got it wrong. We're the ones that messed up, not marriage. So yep. I get all that. So you were talking about in the context of doing some things at home, talking about creating some of these, these habits. So what is Jordan's top daily habit? Oh, man. My, my or give me a top habit. three if you can't. And, and, yeah, and you know, uh, again, I, I think, you, you know, you got to start with the things that are important, right? And so for, for sure. me, getting, getting up, you know, and, and I have, and I beat myself up when I'm not consistent, but my, my goal is always, you know, pull up the Bible app and it's look at you know, either scripture for the day or I've got a mm -hmm. Bible plan that I'm reading, right? And I try to mm -hmm. start there, right? Because if you can start yeah. and get that spiritual breakfast, if you will, it, it mm -hmm. helps set your, your day off right. And then connecting with my wife, you know, usually make her some eggs in the morning. That's kind of mm -hmm. like my job. I, I'm, not, I'm not a master chef, Jordan. And I'll, I'll give you some, I'll, I'll give you some context on why that, why that there a little bit later. But, um, so, so no, I'm not, I'm not a great cook. I can make eggs though. That's, that's about it. I can make okay. eggs and pasta, but she is, uh, she's also so amazing that I don't ever want to cook because her food is, she's kept me alive 20 years at least. Right. So she's, <laughs> something, she's doing something right, but also she is just really, really good. But anyway, so that's, that starts off the day and then it's, taking my seven-year-old to the bus and lately the three-year-old's wanting to come along. So I got to get mm. him bundled up and spending some time with the, with the boys and sure. then driving my wife to work and then coming back, coming back home. Like that's kind of like my morning mm. routine right there. And then by the yeah. time I get back, my, um, you know, seventh graders usually walking out or about to go catch the bus. And then I've got the house quiet to myself, just me and me and our uh, puppy, who's not such a puppy anymore, he's a um, uh, American bully, uh, purebred, and he's just oh. about seven months old and just massive already. So <laughs> they yeah. tell you he's going to be a small dog. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, what would you say uh, are the traits of a great leader? Oh, so the traits of a great leader, um, it's somebody that is going to be authentic you know they're they're going to be the, themselves in every situation right whether you see them at work or you see them uh at home or you see them they're they're just going to be them you know i mm -hmm. think that's important and integrity is important you know they're going to do what they say they're going to do when when they say they're going to do it um sure. and then someone that is uh willing to invest in people you know th mm -hmm. their people um and so what do i mean well that means time that means an ear that means you know potentially money but just investing in people because uh, the the best leaders are ones that duplicate themselves right that replicate themselves and i was in property management as a manager i wanted to create more leasing agents and more assistant managers and eventually my assistants to become managers because if i could do that that's truly how i could see the impact that i was making mm -hmm. for sure how would you say your faith impacts your business? Oh, uh, immensely. You know, I, I can tell you this, my, my business wouldn't have started without faith, you know? And what I mean by that is uh, about five years ago, I started um, going to a business group, a connect group. And uh, I didn't know at the time that I was rubbing shoulders with multimillionaires, you know, people that have, you know, one guy had eight body shops, another guy had 
built the whole company and and sold it for triple digit millions and other people. I'm just like, these mm. are just regular people. And so I learned real quick mm. that um, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you've got to flaunt it everywhere, right? These are guys <laughs> driving pickup trucks and just normal, regular guys. But I also learned that even if you have a lot of money, doesn't mean you know how to operate business in today's sense too. And so I've learned that I could even be a mentor to people that I looked up as mentors mm -hmm. in, in other areas. And so, man, just so many lessons that I was learning and they, they encouraged me when I was getting ready to launch and they were there to support me and be behind me. And, mm. and man, all, all of that, just being plugged in with people that are plugged into biblical principles and that taught me how to go up over and above the tithe to kind of that miracle zone of, of what God can truly do. Some 10, some 20, some 30, some hundred fold yeah. in the impact that you can create by serving and by giving of your time. You know, one of my uh, mentors, the late Bill Gray, he just, uh, you know, he just would encourage us. He's just like, hey, you know, you got to dream so big that it scares you. You know, you got, you've got to always be ready and available to give, you know, and man, just those lessons that I learned that are biblical principles um, have really helped me in times when it hasn't been, when it hasn't been easy. You know, I've have a support system that I can go to. I have a, uh, a resource that I can tap into that surpasses all understanding. When I don't know the answers, I have a place to go. And, um, and, and, you know, if I didn't have that, uh, business would be a lot harder. If I didn't have that, uh, I wouldn't be as confident as I am waking up every day knowing that we're in God's economy. It doesn't matter what CNN or Fox or any of those things say. I don't even watch them. I don't know what's going on. People have to tell me what's happening in the world because I don't know. <laughs> I don't really, honestly, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I, yeah. just, I just know what I'm called here to do, and that's to help people, you know, increase their, their impact, you know, their, their influence and their income online. I really feel like that's what I've been called to help people do. And, mm. and uh, I, I don't feel like I'm ever working. I'm just having, just having fun, you know, having fun mm. teaching, coaching people and helping people get from A to B. All right. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Oh man, I, that, that is a hard one. So I, I would have to say it, this happened in, in sales and this was back in when I was in eighth grade and I didn't understand it at the time, but my sales rep, uh, after I, I came back from the field, this is my first day ever, uh, didn't sell a single thing. Clipboard was full. My mm. brother sold, my buddy Steve sold. I was a knucklehead that sold nothing. I, <laughs> I, I, I literally like after the 50th, no, my demeanor changed. I was like, I was so mm. negative attitude. Right. So I go back and I hand my clipboard to Jim Franks. Never forget this guy. And, and he's like, what happened out there? I was like, no, apparently nobody reads a newspaper, you know, like, I was just all in my feelings. And he said, you may not understand this, Jordan, but hopefully one day you will. He said, the sale doesn't start until the customer says no. And I was like, okay, that's stupid. Like, can you just take me home? You know, I, <laughs> really didn't, I really didn't get it, you know, and I didn't yeah. want to hear it at the time. But you fast forward about five years later, I was 18. I was training other people out in the field and I had a rep come back and he had that same look that I had on my face when I was 13. And, and I said, what happened out there? He's like, well, apparently nobody buys this product or whatever. And I said, the sale doesn't start until the customer says no. And that's what it really, when it clicked, because 
you know, you, you have to think on your feet in sales. You have to be ready. And, and so without preparing, without having some type of icebreaker, when people tell you no, you're not going to be ready for it, right? And so I figured out how to do something called a preemptive strike. So how can I combat what they might say before they get a chance to say it? And so mm. it just really taught me a lot about, you know, and no's don't really mean no. A lot of people just say no because we're naturally ingrained. Like think about say no to drugs, say no to strangers, no, don't touch the stove. Like no is something that we're trained our entire lives. And so naturally, if you get approached by somebody selling something, just say, think about when you go to department store, what do you say? They're like, hey, can I? You're like, no, <laughs> you know, it's just an instant thing. So once you can yeah. kind of understand that that doesn't mean fully no, it just means that they don't have enough information yet. Um, that, that was kind of a big unlock for me. All right. Who is investing in you right now and how do you invest in yourself? Um, investing in me, there's, man, there, there's a lot of people investing in me. I feel like my wife is investing in me when I'm having to travel to Europe and she's, you know, manning the fort. Yeah. She's investing in me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, who else is investing in me? I have people in, in my business groups. I have a lot of people that invest time and energy and effort into me and I'm so grateful for them. And what was the second part of that question? How do you invest in yourself? Oh man. So for me, it's, research like i'm i'm a big uh researcher when it comes to jumping into how new technology is working le learning about platforms you know I, I kind of nerd out on that in the sense that i want to understand these things contextually because the faster i can learn a new uh, maybe tool or software or different information the faster i can help other people with it and that's how mm -hmm. i always think mm -hmm. is like if i can figure this out for me how cool would it be to help clients with this or to show them this or to teach them this? So I'm, I'm constantly every week, there's probably something new that I'm teaching myself. And I, I really feel like, you know, in the next five, six years, if you're not learning 10 new skills a month, you're going to fall really far behind, you mm -hmm. know? And so I'm, I'm, I'm like this lifelong learner. I didn't actually pick up my first book and read it till I was in my thirties until I was in mm -hmm. corporate America. Cause I'd, didn't see the value of it. And then I got introduced to books like Think and Grow Rich and Simon Sinek, Start With Why and, mm -hmm. you know, some Dale Carnegie stuff. And sure. and that's when I really was like, oh, wow, like I can actually learn some stuff <laughs> if I actually dive into this because I read actually pretty quick. So it didn't take me long to get through material and I have a really high retention level. So mm -hmm. I was just like, it was kind of like, you know, you're reading and it's just like you you just get this knowledge is like going into your brain. It's kind of kind of how I feel when I read. So now I've got like a, two levels of bookshelves over there of books I've accumulated over the past uh, decade or so. All right. What would you say is your legacy right now? And what do you want it to be when you are no longer here? Um, I would say right now it, it would be that uh, people would probably say I was someone that was positive that was positive, that wanted to help others grow. You know, I think that would be my legacy is that I was always someone, whether it's the home life or business life or church life, I was someone that always was there and wanted to help people, you know? And what I, what I want it to be is, you know, um, one of my guests that came on my podcast, uh, we both know David Meltzer, you know, he, he said something when he, I interviewed him on the show and he's, he said that I want to um, plant seeds uh, for trees that I will never sit under, 
you know, mm. and that's, and that's kind of a similar thing that I want is I want that, you know, even 30 years from now that someone could find something or something about, you know, mission or vision and, and it would impact them in a positive way. You know, it, it would leave them feeling, uh, that they were better than when they found that information. Love that. Well, we're coming up to wrap up time here, Jordan, but before we get there, how can folks find you if they want to reach out and connect with you? Yeah, I mean, there's a, a few easy ways. Of course, you can connect with me over on LinkedIn. Just uh, search Jordan Mendoza. Um, uh, I'll just give you my, uh, my email address, Jordan at Blaze Your Own Trail Consulting. Pretty easy. Just shoot me an email. I, I love to connect with people on a virtual coffee, just get to know you, uh, see how I can add value to you. And, uh, and you never know where synergies may lie. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, the biggest thing out there that I think people are afraid of is just asking. You know, you never know what can happen um, by just a simple email and a simple connection point or who you can get connected to. So I'm a big believer in networking and collaborating. That's how we've kind of gone, gotten to know each other over the last mm-hmm. handful of years is just networking. And, and there's yeah. a lot of value that can come from that. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, we're getting to our final four. The four quick questions, just tell me the first thing pops in your head. All right, here's number one. Why did God create Jordan? To uh, bring a uh, light to people that are uh, in a dark place. Question two, what are you doing, reading, or listening to right now that's helping you grow? I am um, learning a new technology platform that is going to make Zoom look like the Oregon Trail. Wow. Okay. All right. And so for those of you who get to see this, we're recording it on Zoom. So there you go. (laughs) All right. Number three, what do you do for fun? Uh, I teach breakdancing in my garage. Actually, I I have a connect group starting uh, next Saturday, and I teach uh, everything from the basic foundations of popping to groundwork to uh, all the way up to like windmills, like power moves. And so I love that. And also I love to play basketball. I, I, I try to play as often as I can now that the weather's starting to be less rainy. I'll, I'll go to the park or I'll go to the gym. But mm-hmm. those are the two things that I enjoy doing. Okay. Uh, this is an aside related to that last question. Where is the uh, video footage of you breakdancing? Uh, you can find, find it on that? TikTok, LinkedIn. I put it, I put it all over. Okay. Yeah, Instagram. Okay. Yeah, you guys can go find some videos. Yep. <laughs> oh, we're definitely going to have to find some of that. All right. Yep. Uh, what are you most grateful for? Oh, like you know, I've faced death uh, probably, a, you know, a dozen or more times. And so I'm mm. grateful that every day that my feet touch the ground, I'm grateful because I've uh, come close to it. And, and just, it's just how I know my purpose has not been fulfilled yet. Right. It's because mm. uh, I still have a little bit, a little bit more to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Somebody comes to you and says, okay, Jordan, outside of your own book, I'm looking for a great book to read. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Or what do you recommend most often to people? So a good buddy of mine, he's a big uh, contributor for Forbes. His name is Zach Friedman. Uh, mm-hmm. He wrote a book. Uh, I got it a few years ago. And the reason I recommend it is, is it not only impacted me, but I've literally seen uh, a friend of mine who had probably some of the most negative mindset, had a rough childhood, in the five years since he's read it, his life has done a complete 360 degree turn. Um, and I, I contribute a lot of that to the book and basically being able to see himself in these 
in these characters and see what's possible and mm. give him something to work towards. And man, the, the guy has made uh, a complete transformation. It's called The Lemonade Life uh, by Zach Friedman. Highly okay. recommend it. Gotcha. And again, outside of your own podcast, what podcasts are you listening to? What ones do you recommend to other people? Yeah, my good friend, Amberly Lago, she's got always interviewing trailblazers. It's called True Grit and Grace, the True Grit and Grace podcast. Mm. Okay. Well, again, all these things that you've mentioned, Jordan, we'll be sure to include in the show notes. Do you have anything that you want to be sure to let the folks know before we go, something you have coming up, something you want to promote? Yeah, I would say uh, if any of you guys are looking to grow on LinkedIn, so maybe uh, you either you're trying to get a new job and your profile just needs you know a facelift or you want to leverage it to um, bring in your ideal clients on a consistent basis and maybe you want to start being more consistent with content. Maybe you want to launch a newsletter or create a page for your company. I help people with all over the world with that stuff. I'd love to help you. And, and for everyone that listens to the show, if you um, DM me over on Instagram, so that's at the real Jordan J. Mendoza, any of John's listeners that DM me the word blaze, I'll give you $500 off any of our courses or whether that's group or one-on-one. So I'd love to do that. Um, just, you know, John gave me the opportunity to even come speak to you guys. So I want to give you guys some value, 500 bucks off any of the coaching services that we provide. Oh, it's very generous, Jordan. Thank you very much for offering My pleasure. That. You bet. Folks, we'll include that also in the show notes. I highly recommend that you take Jordan up on that because it will be well worth your time to do that. If for no other reason, just to get clear on what you need to be doing on LinkedIn, just because the clearer you can be there, the clearer it is for those who are looking at you. 100%. So, and if, and listen, I always tell people, hey, if we're not a great fit, I'll at least give you some value. I'll give you some tips that you can go, you know, apply, apply to your business. And you're at least going to walk away with something actionable because, you know, without action, you know, it's hard to create momentum, right, John, and, and anything <laughs> that we do. So for sure, Jordan, for sure. Well, again, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for investing in us today because I really appreciate that. Um, so thanks for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in because you have given me your most precious resource and that's your time. I know you can't get it back. So thanks for investing in us today. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening, and remember, passion gets you started, purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.